Yo, yo, yo. It's the Great Debate Show with your motherfucking host, Jarvis Jeffries, Terry Smith, Nick Ely. We back in the building. Better than ever, baby. Um, we got a lot going on today. We want to talk about who is the underdog. I think it was the Colorado Buffaloes. Coach Prime, his first game in Colorado, and um, they were underdogs, but they're on top. From not being in the top 25 to now being number 22 in the top 25 after knocking out number 17 TCU. And um, his son, he had a game. 500 plus yards. He was just all over the place. That offense really looked strong. A lot of firepower. We're going to talk about Coach Prime and his coaching staff. A lot of people seem to think that they are not. Um, that they were not going to be good. But Dion, he kept those receipts. And uh, we're going to get into it. AFC North, the, one of the best, if not the best divisions in the NFL. NFC North as well. We're going to talk about it. And week one predictions. All of that. We jam-packed, baby. Guys, how y'all feeling, man? I feel real good, man. How y'all guys feeling? Do you believe? <laughs> Do you believe? <laughs> Do you believe? <laughs> Do you believe now? All right, Coach Prime. <laughs> uh, we're going to start. We're going to... Let's let's start off with that, guys. Let's let's. <laughs> right. Hey, let's start off with that game, man. If in case anybody doesn't know, Colorado came into that game at TCU at a plus eight hundred. Uh, I remember my son telling me that the Colorado Buffaloes were going to win this game. I said, "Well, I've already made a parlay, and I have them. You know, with the what it was like twenty one points on the spread. I didn't think that TCU could cover that, so I had that right." But I'm like, you know what? I don't know if they're going to win, but I think they covered at 21 points. Not only did they do that, they won. My son was right. He didn't make the bet, and he was pretty upset about it. He had been saying it for 24 hours. And at plus 800, there's a lot of people wishing that they had made that bet. And you know somebody out there did. So congrats to whoever they are. Guys, we're going to start with uh, Terrence. Tell us your thoughts uh, about... Dion, Coach Prime in Colorado, do you think this is just an overreaction for the people that think that, watch out, or do you think that they could really be going somewhere, bowl game, uh, I'm hearing Heisman Trophy for the quarterback, you know, Coach Prime's son, uh, just what do you think, what do you think they're headed, they're number 22 now, and they've got Nebraska next, uh, coming to their home stadium uh, in Colorado. Dion has some power in college sports that I don't think people really understand. Because usually these talks are early on in the season, there's the Ohio States, there's the Alabama, there's the Clemson who got beat down last night, right? Uh, there's a Florida, like the main stage in college, in college football. As long as I've been living, I've never had one damn conversation about the Colorado Buffaloes in college football, or any sport for that matter. But Dion Primetime Sanders has him in the head of conversations, not just in college football, but damn near all the sports. Uh, and the NFL season starts, by the time people hear this or see this, uh, the NFL season will be getting ready to start the next day. But we're still talking about Colorado. So I, I don't think people realize the power that Dion has. Uh, somebody said earlier, 
Colorado, I think it was Dez Bryant, who I typically disagree with because anyway. Uh, but Dez said that the Colorado doesn't have to win another game this season. And they're going to be the talk of the town the rest of the year. And he's right. And it's all because of Dion. And I just think people better, people better watch that team because his first question in the presser was, do you believe? And you know what? Doesn't matter if I believe. Doesn't matter if Nick believes. Doesn't matter if Jarvis believes. Dion believes. Those players believe. And you know what? At some point, some of their, some of their opponents will start believing too because those guys are real. I watched, I picked it up probably about midway through the second quarter, and I watched it the rest of the way through. Um, first off, Shadir Sanders is a hell of a quarterback. Yes, I, he is. Obviously, I'm just going to be perfectly honest. I didn't watch him at Jackson State. Pull my black card, do what you got to do. I, did, I didn't watch him. I'm sorry. What I, what, what I saw in that game, that is somebody that can be a first-round top-five quarterback selection. That's one. He, he was fantastic. He was he, he made great throws. He read the field like a pro. Apparently, he's been working with Tom Brady in all season, so that helps. Um, obviously, he's, he's gotten some of his some of his dad's athleticism. Certainly not to the extent of his dad, but he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's, 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 he's a pretty damn good athlete. Now, I tell you, who might have the, the athleticism to the extent that that Dion had it, and that is young Travis Hunter. I, I, as a as a former player, I'm not trying to boost my stuff up or whatever, but I, I did play. Um, I just want to put into perspective what Travis Hunter did on Saturday. There were 159 off, uh, total offensive snaps for each team. So, uh, you know, it was 80 for Colorado, 79 for TCU. Total plays that, that they ran. Travis Hunter was on the field for 129 of them. That is... a as, as somebody that played, I played both both ways in high school. And a high school game in total is going to run you probably about 100, 100 to 120 plays. Probably close to about 100 plays at the time that I played. Right? So that that was enough. I cannot imagine adding 30 plays onto that and going to the D1 level. And, he, and not only did he do it, he was the best player on the field on both sides of the ball. He had one pick. He should have had like three or four. From what I saw, he, he had a couple that was just in his hands. He did. He also dropped a, a touchdown pass that he's. I'm sure he kicked himself over. It had been a hell of a catch. So like the rest, 99 percent of the rest of the world is to say, man, that just would have been a hell of a catch. But he's kicking himself one. I could have made that one, and that would have added about another 50 yards to the 110 that he had, as well as the touchdown. This dude was like, what? What I just saw, and then for him to, to apparently be in the mood, like, yeah, I can play some more. Whatever is fine. The shape he has to be in is bananas. And people need to recognize that that is, a, that is an otherworldly talent. Um, he's not eligible for draft until 2025. I, I'm sure there will be people who are positioning themselves to be able to draft him when he's ready. I don't know when Shadur's ready. I think, I think he can go out next year. I'm not sure about that. Um, if he can, he's going to be right in this conversation with Caleb Williams and Drake May and the rest of them. He, he, to me, he looked that good. Okay. I have to see Shadur play when he came. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jarvis. When he, um, not this past year, but the year before that, when they came uh, to Memphis for the Southern Heritage Classic. And I, I saw a 
lot of pointers. I saw a very accurate arm. I saw an arm that was uh, uh, the ball came out very well. So I don't I don't know how some of these scouts are getting paid all this money to see these players, and they're just not seeing that Shadrin Sanders can play football. That's just it's mind boggling to me. If he was doing that in Jackson, Jackson State and they just didn't see it, then yeah, they are like nobody's the scout in the league. I'm so, I don't care where the hell you play. If you're doing what I saw him do Saturday, that dude can play in the league. Yeah, that, that, you know what? That's the Chargers' credit, though, because, uh, you know, I don't know if Chargers cares about things on, on air or not, but people weren't talking about about them like this when they were at Jackson State, and they were kicking a lot of butt at Jackson State. Yep. But now, but now it's, it's, it's a big part of the conversation when those guys were good in Jackson State. Yep. They just didn't give a damn about watching HBCU players. They did not. Yeah, and 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 again, we could go back and forth. I know there's a lot of people that have their opinion on Coach Prime leaving the HBCU, going to Colorado. Some people think he should have left. Some people think he should have stayed. It doesn't matter. That's neither here nor there. But I just don't want to take any much any more time on this because, and I can speak for myself as well, along with the sports media. They didn't speak about this or talk about this like they're doing now when he was at JSU. And we didn't either, really. We did make some comments and we did say a few things every now and then. Hey, shout out to JSU. Shout out to Coach Prime. We done that, but we didn't really go into the terminology of the game and break it down like we're doing now. Again, everything that you all said, though, to piggyback off of you, great game. He looks like a great player. And um, I don't know what their ceiling is, but I do believe. I will say that. But we've got a lot more to get to, and we've got to get to it now. All right, guys? It is, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed Labor Day as well. Speaking of Labor Day, Labor Day was a good day to pay Chris Jones or Nick Bosa for their labor. They still have not been paid yet. And here we are. Uh, we're about to get into, yeah, we're about to get into week one. And um, these guys are still not with their teams. Mike Tomlin said today that, he expects Nick Bosa to play. His Steelers are preparing that Nick Bosa will be there. Some people think that yeah, he will show up still, and he just missed the entire camp. I don't believe that at all, not one bit. And I think he's probably, uh, you know, kind of kind of playing with the 49ers, and you know, just by saying that, you know, a little poke. I don't know, a jab. But uh, Chris Jones is not showing up either. And so I just want to say before we get to the breaking news uh, with one of Chris Jones' teammates, what what do you think, guys? Is it we asked about react or, or, or you know what react or relax? Now we're this close to week one starting on Thursday. Actually, it starts on Thursday and Sunday. Everybody else plays. What's gonna happen? Is it a big deal or not uh, for these two teams, the Chiefs and the Niners, to go into week one and who knows how much longer without their star defensive studs, Nick and then Terrence? Two minutes. I mean, yes, it's a big deal. That's right. Um, so I, I, I don't see him showing up and playing. Um, and Nick Bosa is, you know, a couple more days away, uh, you know, with no no training camp, no, you know, and I'm sure they keep themselves in shape and all that type of stuff. But you can't replace actually taking hits and being hit and, and running through these things full speed. You can't just replace that. Um, right. And so even if they do make it back, their physical gears will carry them to some extent, but they might be a little bit rusty. Uh, I, I, I don't expect to see Chris Jones on Thursday. 
I, I really, I kind of really don't expect to see Nick Bosa either. Um, and honestly, in my opinion, shame on both of these organizations. They should have got these deals done. To my understanding, Chris Jones is asking for something like $11 million less than Aaron Donald over the next three years. Um, so that'd be, you know, three and a half million short of Aaron Donald, who I believe is at $32 million a year. Um, so I think, I think 29, 29 and a half is a very fair number to pay Chris Jones. Um, now, I'm not sure the details on what's going on with Nick Bosa, how close they are, whatever the case is. Um, but now the 49ers are paying a quarterback. So I'll tell you. Players pay the best player on their team. Mm-hmm. Second best player on their team. Mm-hmm. T. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm with you, Nick. The 49ers, in my opinion, have absolutely no excuse. Uh, they're, they're not paying a quarterback 40, 50, 60 million dollars like some of these teams are. Uh, they 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 had to they paid Debo last year. We know how much of a how much of a, con, a contentious effort that was. Why does it always have to be a contentious effort when non quarterbacks want their money? Hmm. Yeah, that's 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 my reaction. Like that's how I'm going to react. Go with reaction on it anymore because we shouldn't be getting on to the dawn of the season. The Kansas City has a game Thursday, and your best defensive player, respectively, on both teams are not signed. Um, now, now, these are both teams that are, you know, about to have some question marks on offense, albeit Kansas City still has the biggest answer in the, in the game at quarterback. But it's still about to have some questions that we'll talk about in a few minutes. To me, and Jarvis, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but San Francisco has a lot of questions on offense because I'm just not convinced that Perry is healthy. Hmm. Uh, and, and we had a, a sales donor behind Perry. Like, the very least you can do is to make sure that your defense is sold up and you have this is irrelevant as your starter quarterback it doesn't get much of a lower salary than that at quarterback pay the man yeah and whatever your excuse is can shit it doesn't matter <laughs> Kansas City to be clear doesn't have any excuse either because Patrick Mahomes intentionally took less than what he could have on his deal and they let go of Tyreek Hill because they knew they like to pay Chris Jones so pay him yeah, I don't see this. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the excuse at all for Chris Jones not being paid, and I don't blame him for not showing up. Here's another thing, though. This is on the Chiefs. That's on the Chiefs. I don't know what the problem is. What's going on? Uh, but I will say this about the 49ers. Ah, <sighs> these San Francisco 49ers. Drama, drama, drama. Every motherfucking year. Drama, drama, drama. <laughs> You had Trey Lance, all the Trey Lance drama, and now you got the Nick Bosa drama. Now I will say this. If Nick Bosa is asking for $35 million like I heard today, then the 49ers should not give him that. I will say that, and I don't blame them for not budging. There was a report that came out over the weekend, over the holiday weekend, that they're, they're, they're having a $4 million gap in between them signing this deal and making this extension happen. $4 million. So I'm thinking that the Niners are offering 31, which I was told they were going to offer 30 to 32. And it sounds like their number is 31. And if it's $4 million off, then Bosa really is asking for 35. Now, I could be wrong. He could be asking for 32. And they may be offering 28. All I know is there's a $4 million gap. But if it's 35, Nick Bosa has... Nick, uh, those drug tests that you talk about a lot on this show, some, somebody needs to give him one. <laughs> You're damn right. Because I will say this again, William Jones. I know you listening, bro, and I appreciate it. You showed me a little film, but again, no sacks in the playoffs. Yes, you were DPOI of last season. But damn, you don't 
demand the double team every single play like DeForest Buckner did. And DeForest Buckner was traded and did not get paid in 2020. And we got a first round pick at number 12 from the Colts. And we drafted a bust to replace Buckner and Javon Kinlaw. Now, we have to get more than a first-round pick for Nick Bosa because everybody thinks he's the shit, right? Okay, yes, he is. And I'm not saying he won't be missed. I understand Bosa's, you know, his, his frustration to see Javon Hargrave come over from Philadelphia in free agency and get paid, I mean straight paid, when that should have been his bag. I get it. I do. But 35? You're not trying to win a Super Bowl if you're asking for that number, if that's true. If it's not, Mr. Bosa, I apologize. But this is what I heard today. And if that's true, man, I see why the Niners are not budging. And I'm going to go on the limb and say this. If that other rumor is true about us getting a Bradley Chubb, a Jalen Phillips, and a first-round pick for the Miami Dolphins for Nick Bosa, I will give him his hat and his coat, and I will send him to Miami. Because I think, just maybe... If we can stop running this wide nine bullshit and stop the run in the interior, Javon Hargrave will be just fine inside next to Armstead. We don't have the depth on the edge, so that's why he's missed, and that's why the ball is in his court. However, what if we don't do bad without him? What if the pass rush from the interior in, in week one, it definitely could help because the guards and the centers are a little weak in Pittsburgh more than the, the outside with the tackles. So what if we still find a way to win that game and dominate in the interior? And in the next few weeks, say we're around week three, week four, and we're doing just fine without Bosa. Then the, the ball is back in the Niners' court, and you have to come to work and play your final season out. Guys, I don't know how this is going to play out, but I told a few people uh, earlier in the week and last week, a few weeks ago, this is reminding me of the DeForest Buckner trade. The response was, well, if that happens, you will get your wish. Kyle Shanahan will be terminated ASAP. Well, get ready. This trade could happen. I don't give a damn what they say. Kyle Shanahan just said last week that, no, we're not thinking about trading him. That means he'll get traded because everything Kyle Shanahan says is a motherfucking lie. All right? So he also said that he would not tell us who was going to be the backup quarterback, uh, you know, for the last preseason game. And then the very next moment, he went out and he said, Trey, you didn't get the job. All right, your third string. And that was that. But he could have told the public that. So, look, don't listen to what he's saying. Bosa, again, if you're asking for $35 million, you tweaking, as the young people say today. If, you, uh, if, if you're not asking for that, then, yeah, you should be signed because, again, you're the DPOI. And they just gave Hargrave the bag, and that should have been your bag. Now, again, I understand why they done that. This is just a lot of stuff blowing up on the Niners, man, period. It's blowing up in their face. And when I, I can't wait to get to the NFC West predictions because, damn it, it's about to blow up, I believe, if this guy doesn't show up. And even if he shows up, guys, he's probably going to have to be on a 10 to 15, no more than 20 count, no more than 20, uh, 20 snaps, you know, in that game because – as Nick was saying earlier, and I agree, he has not been in, he's not in football shape. I don't give a damn what he thinks. He has not been, you know, in one-on-one drills, you know, chasing the quarterback, trying to get to the quarterback on the field. He may be in shape, but he's not in football shape. So he will get out there and pull a hamstring or growing or something bad will happen if they just throw him out there and say, I'm not worried about Bosa, I'm not worried about Bosa. All right, cool. Well, well Charles, let me ask you this. What, uh, realistically, what do they trade scenario for Bosa? 
Man, I don't know because they just quick to tell you. They're quick to tell you we're, that's not in the cards. We're not thinking about that. But come on, man. As the days and the weeks go by, you know you will have to eventually say, look here. Uh, if we're not going to pay him this number, and if he's not going to come play, we've got to get something for him, and let's just go ahead and move on. And the Niners have to either pay him, get this deal done, or move on. There's no in-between. There's no shades of gray in this, in my opinion. You know, So I, I don't know what it is, but Terrence, and I know you were cursing me all offseason when I was saying it, and you're going to curse me again now. I have been saying for the longest, we will take Lamar Jackson for Nick Bosa. You know? <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, I just don't understand this. A 49er reporter just said the other day on Twitter, I mean X, he said that um, instead of instead of the 49ers trying to pay Nick Bosa quarterback money, how about we just go get a quarterback? <laughs> you know? And that made a, it made, it made a lot of sense, though. You know, like... Uh, I tell you what, if Bosa doesn't show up, and if you know if Brock Purdy's not healthy, if he's really not ready, or if he gets hurt, if we have any injuries, because we're top heavy this year, the depth is not there. I'm telling you, we could be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes before anybody else, if you whether you realize it or not, because this could very well be a terrible season. I don't know if we're going to win a Super Bowl or if we're going to miss the playoffs. It could go good or it could go very bad. It's just too much drama in San Fran. But we got to keep it moving. Chris Jones, he should be paid. Nick Bosa, it depends on what he's asking for. I heard today it was 35. He's trying to set that market all the way around on the pass rushing side. And you, you don't deserve more money than Aaron Donald. I'm sorry. I did, no, 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 no. All right? Get the Destiny's Child song out. No, 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 no. He, he, no, no. All right, so we got to keep it moving, though. NFC North. Let's start with them first. I'll say the AFC North for last because I think that is the best division in football. All right, so I'm going to start with um, I'm gonna start with you, uh, Terrence. In the NFC North, who will be the kings of the division now that Aaron Rodgers is in New York? Um, a lot of people think the Green Bay Packers are not going to be good. Uh, give me your take on uh, the NFC North, who wins it and why, and then immediately after that, Nick, you can come on in. Two minutes, please. Great. I am going to go with, with the Detroit Lions. They better be ready. You've been copying out my paper, man. Say it again? You copying out my paper, man. <laughs> I'm not actually, no, 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 no. Uh, I always go back for the past couple of years now. I go back to that game where my ratings were really good. I think it was week two. Not this past season, but the season before that. And the Lions gave them the business all through the game. Uh, so I saw flashes of what they could be. Last yeah. year they took another big step forward. Like so far they have not taken that step back. They mm-hmm. progressed constantly and got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think this year they take the next step and win the division. It should be it should be the only right way for them to go. Uh, with with Green Bay more than likely taking a step back. You know, over the past couple of seasons they lost they lost their best receiver and their best and their quarterback. Uh, so you would think just naturally they take a step back. I will say though, I like Jordan Love. Uh, I like just feels like the NFC North quietly has some good quarterbacks in their division. I would not be surprised. I'm picking the Lions. I would not be surprised if the Bears make jump from worst to first. Yeah, gotcha. I will agree that the NFC North has some talented young quarterbacks with potential. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The good quarterbacks there. I mean, you know, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Is Jared Goff still young? Uh, what is he? What is he? What thirty now? 
Who? 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 Jared Goff? Jared Goff came into the league in 2016. Stop it. I don't think he's 30 yet. Really? Really? 2016. That's seven years. He would have come out probably around, what, 22? So he might, he might be 28, 29. Yeah, I'll give him 28, 29. Yep. That's, that's crazy. So now, I mean, now, well, that was my whole gripe. Especially in today's league, that's still a young quarterback. I mean, if you, he's, he's 28. That's still young. That was my whole gripe with, with McVay for trading him. I understand they want to chip, though, so never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to continue to turn a corner, I mean, you know, Okay, good stuff, Nick. Good stuff, T. I'll say this real quickly. I agree with Terrence. I've always been saying that I think Detroit, this will be their year. And they need it and they deserve it so much. Uh, if the uh, Shout out to the fans of Detroit. I hope the Lions fans get their, you know, get what they deserve and get this NFC North crown and a playoff um, appearance and hopefully even a playoff victory. They need Megatron and Barry Sanders in the, in the you know, in the press box. You know, let's just bring all the good Lions out and let bygones be bygones. As far as the Vikings, I be damned if I pick a team that lost to Daniel Jones in the playoffs last year. I'm not doing it. Now, I do like me some Kirk Cousins. He's all right. One minute, he's first cousin. Y'all know me. He plays bad. I'll take the barbecue plate away from him. Give me that turkey leg. Give me them baked beans. Hey, man, you back to third cousins. But, damn, man, there's no there's no Dalvin Cook there anymore. There's no Adam Thielen there anymore. I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I'm not... I, I apologize for not knowing any studs on the defense, if they have any, but I just can't see it. Um, the Bears is a team that I wanted to pick, but I just need to see it first. I know, Grip, if you're listening, man, shout out to you, man. Um, I know you love you some Justin Fields. I know you've told me a lot of times on X that he is going to snap out this year, and I'm rooting for him. But, man, I like me some golf. That's no secret, and I... I I think he's going to make Sean McVay, you know, like reconsider. Like, damn, man, you you let me go too soon. This is a deep offense. It really is. And uh, I like it. And if the defense can just get a little better, Dan Campbell can finally get it done. Now, I will say if he does not, this will probably be it because it's his third year. And you don't really get more than three years around the NFL anymore. But that's my pick. I got the Lions. And, um, yeah, I can't do the, the, the Vikings. I think the Bears will be better than the Vikings this year. I think the Kirk Cousins rumors to San Francisco is going to start back again. If Brock Purdy isn't the man, I'm already hearing it. 
Kyle Shanahan still has a chance to get his guy if Jared York doesn't fire his ass after this Would season. You Nick Bosa for Kirk Hell no. Oh, well, it depends on how many draft picks. And it depends on how much money I have to pay Kirk. If I can save money and get the picks, yeah, I'll consider it. But, man, our defense, we need depth. And that's the problem. If this was 2021, 2022, I would say, you know what, Bosa? Man, it's been real. Wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors, you know? Um, if, you can, if you can get Kirk Cousins and pay him, you have to pay him top 10 quarterback money, so that's probably more million dollars a year. Not doing that. Um, no, not doing that. Why ain't I fuck what I pay Kirk Cousins forty plus million dollars a year? What has he done to deserve that? He's 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 not too shabby now. Don't get me wrong. He's no chopped liver. But man, are you serious? No, 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 no. No, I don't think it is. Is it? Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo just restructured his contract today, and I I, I think it. Say what? Well, yeah, okay, I'll I'll give you that, but man, like, do you? It, I would have to really believe that Kirk can really get us over the hump, but can he do? I don't know. I don't know. That, that's a good call. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see, but um, I, I'm going with the Detroit Lions and the NFC North. All right, Terrence, AFC North. Um, this this is this is your this is this is your baby right here, and I mean this is a loaded loaded division. Um, it is a loaded division. Do you who do you have in the as if we don't know? But I guess you can tell us why. There's a new OC in town in Baltimore. Lamar got paid. He's happy. He's good. I heard about this rookie named Zay Flowers. They say he's like he's got the short area quickness of Antonio Brown, but then he can also take off and he can just you know he'll he'll fly down the field like um I don't know a, a speedy guy like Tyreek Hill down here. So man, and OBJ is also there. <laughs> Who you got in the AFC North? Good look. I look at last year. I look at last year, even even without an Odell, uh, just with Bateman and Duvernay and uh, whoever the other pedestrian guys like myself they had playing a receiver. And we saw a situation where Lamar was, I want to say he was top five in both receiving yards and passing yards. And the Ravens were looking like the Ravens. And then, of course, Bateman got hurt. Uh, he got hurt. But if, if these guys, and I'm not even talking about the defense, just the offense, and this is, this is completely hypothetical, every team, the Browns, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Ravens, are all 100% healthy, right? Everything is hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're telling me that Beckham is going to be there, Bateman is going to be there, Andrews, or if Kelsey is down in any length of time, becomes the best tight end in football by the, by the ball. <laughs> uh,
should be able to come in and automatically have an, an offense that's better than Pittsburgh, damn sure better than Cleveland. And right on par with Cincy, right? Like, I think I, I, I think they should be right on par with Cincy. Cincy, to me, is still going to be better throughout the, through the air. But I think Baltimore can make that up with Lamar's uh, abilities on the ground and through the air. So I'm going to pick my Ravens. But, man, listen, it doesn't matter who you pick over there. I wouldn't be, brown, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns were even good. But it doesn't matter who you pick over there. All those guys are uh, – all those teams are great, smashing out in your face. But I think the, uh, the, for the first time in a long time, Baltimore's offense should separate them. Yeah. Nick? I, I'm going to agree with Terrence on this one. Um, I, I, and I was fortunate enough to get Lamar Jackson as my quarterback on my fantasy team. Damn. And, uh, I couldn't get it. <laughs> I, I definitely got him. I couldn't believe it. I got him, Christian McCaffrey, and Derrick Henry. She was nuts. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Ravens to win the AFC North. I think the Bengals will be right there. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned with the whole Joe Burrow cap thing because I know our cap injury can linger. Um, so yeah. I certainly hope that you know they're not, not really rushing back. I think it's been about six weeks or so, so uh, that seems like it will be adequate time. Especially you know obviously he's a professional athlete, so they've got the resources to, to work on it. Um, so I think the Bengals will be right there. I can see the Ravens doing something like uh, fourteen and three, and the Bengals maybe being a, a twelve and uh, twelve and five, thirteen and four. You know, kind of right there. Um, but I'm I'm with the Ravens. I think I think the Steelers will be a sneaky sneaky dog horse for sure. Uh, just because Mike Tomlin always feels the better team. Seems to be a lot of positive buzz about this uh George about uh Kenny Pickett and George Pickett. Um George Pickens who I also got on my fantasy team. Uh, and so uh you know, and obviously the defense is still gonna be what it always is, uh when you when you got Tomlin coaching there. So the Steelers will definitely be a, a uh definitely a tough out. Uh, I think I do agree with Jarvis, this is probably the toughest division. Um, in the league, maybe either this or the AFC West, uh, but I, I probably would lean AFC North just because the Raiders. Um, but yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Baltimore to win it in a, in a pretty tight, probably the tightest division um, in the league as well. Between that and the AFC East, uh, but I'm taking Baltimore. Okay, good stuff. Um, I'm taking Baltimore also. It was hard for me to decide because I questioned will OBJ play. Um, the full season, at least 10, 11 games, 12 games. If he can get 12 games, the Baltimore Ravens are going to have a great year. But I think that if he can play at least half the season before he gets hurt, like he usually does, I think that they will be so progressed. They will be so well-rounded by the time that he does go down, maybe. Zay Flowers, Bateman, Duvernay. Uh, they've added Clowney on the edge on defense. This new OC, I'm just hearing that Lamar Jackson is really bought in to this offense and it's hard for me to I'm thinking MVP year again for Lamar Jackson I think he's going to be back in MVP form that's my reason for picking them but coming in behind them at number two with Joe Burrow who is who really is playing with fire right now he he him and Nick Bosa share the same agent he has not done a deal yet either I don't know why not I don't know what's to hold up he's trying to make himself ready for week one that calf injury can quickly turn into an Achilles injury. Will the Bengals pay Joe Burrow if he gets hurt like KD, like Brooklyn play, uh, paid KD? I don't know. I think he's making a huge mistake by starting this game and trying to get back on that field without a deal being done. They said that they were trying to get one deal done before the other because Bosa and Burrow share the same agent, but neither one of these guys have gotten their deals done yet. So I'm going to take a limb and say that the Bengals may start off 0-2 
Joe Burrow is not 100%. I, I see him walking to the practice field still limping. He's not ready. The Cleveland Browns, I don't know what to say about Deshaun Watson. I want to say he's going to be back. But, man, I don't want to take much from the preseason. But something just showed me that what if D-Hop was the reason why he looked so good in Houston? Will he get back to who he used to be? I'm not sure. But he's got a badass running back named Nick Chubb. But I think coming behind the Steelers, I mean, coming behind the Ravens at number one, at number two will be the Pittsburgh Steelers if they don't win the division. I came really close to giving it to the Steelers. But because I think Lamar is going to be back in MVP form and he's going to play in this, he's going to play this December, that's scary for the AFC. I've got like the Ravens and the Dolphins in the AFC Championship game or the Ravens versus the Chiefs. We're going to get to the Chiefs in a minute here. But I think the Ravens and the Dolphins are two teams in the AFC that will really, really, really make some noise. And one of them are going to play in that Super Bowl. We'll see. Give me the Ravens. Watch out for the Pittsburgh Steelers, though, because I'm telling you, if Pickett the Pickens is anything that people say it's going to be, if those guys, the way they looked in the preseason, and I know it's just preseason, but damn, they look good. Najee Harris looks good. The offense looks good. He, the accuracy is there. They're getting open. Um, T.J. Watt looks like somebody just let him out of prison, and he is looking at the quarterback like he is one of the inmates that was, I don't know, or one of the, uh, not inmates, but one of the guards that was messing with him the entire time. He had his sentence in jail. He looks like he is pissed. Watch out for the Steelers. I think they're number two. But I'm going to take the Ravens at one. That's the AFC North. That's the NFC North. I've always told y'all, Mike Tomlin ain't going out like no hope. And he uh, once again last year, they still had a winning record. And T.J. Watt missed half the damn season. What the hell you think they're going to be like when he plays the entire season? And he's playing for another contract. Watch out. All right. Now, speaking of the AFC. I know I just talked about the Ravens and I talked about the Dolphins. I have them coming down to the wire in the AFC. Why Why not the Chiefs? Well, we just talked about Chris Jones, who still has not shown up. And he may not have been playing around when he said week eight. Guys, Travis Kelsey was in breaking news today. He has a hyperextended knee. He is very doubtful for Thursday night, the opener against the Detroit Lions. I've got Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions on a parlay already. Uh, guys, is this serious? Do you think how, how serious do you think this is? And do the Chiefs? What's up? Are the Chiefs in trouble now? No, no, Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey. I know they've still got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, but we've never seen Mahomes do this without Kelsey. This will be the first game that Travis Kelsey has ever missed. If I'm not correct, I think I think I'm correct. It's the first game he's ever missed since he's been drafted in 2014. So I'm gonna start with Nick here. Are the Chiefs in trouble? I'm a little bit concerned about them. Uh, just, just a little bit. Like, you know, a hyperextended knee, depending on how bad it is, you know, I mean, I'm just still evaluating on whether or not he'll be able to go Thursday. Um, but even if he doesn't, I would certainly expect by that next game, um, 10 days from then, Travis Kelsey will be ready to go. So, um, if he misses one game, they may, yeah, he may still beat the Lions. Uh, certainly it'll be more difficult without Patrick Mahomes kind of having his uh, his security blanket there, so to speak. But Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes and for a reason. Um, and, and certainly having Travis Kelsey helps with that. Uh, but he, he, he can get it done against the Lions team um, if, you know, if things fall together the way they can, where they should. So uh, Travis Kelsey should be back, like I said, worst, worst case scenario by week two. Um, the Chris Jones thing is, is a whole other ball game. Uh, I think that, that could be a problem for them, particularly – 
during the regular season in terms of just making sure they keep the record um, where it needs to be in order to be able to, for them to, to win a tough division. Um, but, you know, past that, I'm not, I'm not too worried, but just, just a little more concerned um, than I otherwise would be. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Patrick Mahomes uh, win a Super Bowl with essentially no decent receiver on his team at all. Now, of course, he was able to do that because he had freaking Travis Kelsey, so maybe there should be cause for concern there. I'm actually more concerned with them not having Chris Jones. Uh, I think in that game, you're probably going to have to have your best defensive players out there. But if he's not out there, I think that's an issue. So, yeah, I'm, I raise concern. Uh, but I would also be very, very, very weary of making bets um, against Kansas City. We know how Vegas works. They're probably just trying to get you to, you know, trying to get you to make that bet for Detroit just so they can come in and, and see <coughs> kill together at the last second. Yeah. But, well, well, from what I'm hearing, T, you could be right, but from what I'm hearing, I don't think he's playing. Remember, there was something said about how his knee, his ACL, I mean, is intact. What did you tell us earlier when we were t- discussing it before we went on? Yeah, anytime I hear stuff like that, that means the injury looked bad. More than likely, it was probably no contact. Uh, and those are always the worst ones. Yeah. So, I think we may just get some more breaking news as far as how bad that hyperextended knee is. We'll see. Uh, wishing the best for him, though. But I will say, I am concerned just a little bit, not just because of Kelsey, but because there's no Kelsey, there won't be a Kelsey at least for one week, and there's no Chris Jones. And these are, besides Patrick Mahomes, these are the best players on this team on each side of the ball. You know, um, so, hey, I think it is a little cause for concern, as Nick was saying. But we will see. They've won the AFC West seven times in a row. Had I known that last year, I would have picked the Chiefs to win the AFC West yet again. Uh, this year, I'm not trying to... I mean, they did... What they did last year was phenomenal. No Tyreek Hill, they still got it done. Juju Smith-Schuster was... They still got it done. So, shout out to them. But you know how I always tell you all those, those streaks in at seven? This could be the year the Chiefs finally don't win the AFC West. We will dis- we will explain or debate who's going to win the AFC West on the next episode that we have to get done before Sunday. Uh, AFC West and NFC West, so we're probably coming back at you on a Saturday to finish that up, and we've got this crazy list. Nick, if you just want to briefly tell us that list that we're going to try to break down on another episode coming up here. It was an NBA list that you saw earlier today. So I think Shaq at 11, 
Um, Steph Curry at 16, four spots below Kevin Durant. Uh, it's, it's, it's just riddled with, with problems. Sounds like it. And that's, that may take a whole entire episode to talk about that. I know the bottom the bottom part of that list really sounds a little tweaked, in my opinion. Havlicek, you could take him off the damn list. Um, there's a few people I saw. Stockton, you could take him off the damn list. Um, if, even if you want to take... I'm not a big fan of Isaiah Thomas, but he's better than Johnson. Well, well yeah. And, and I, and, I don't care what the record says. Right, and I am a big fan of Isaiah Thomas because I said it before and I'll say it again. He's the only person that can say he beat Magic, Bird, and MJ. He has to be on that list. But Akeem Olajuwon at 13 is acidine. Um, He's my top 10. Steph Curry is like 16 or 17. He's number 10 in my top 10. And uh, so, yeah, that that list is a bit tweaked. And we're going to come back and talk about that on the next episode. We're going to squeeze that in. But we've got another jam-packed one coming up on a Saturday. It'll be a special edition, AFC West, NFC West. we got to try to push that out before Sunday. And, um... We're going to do so. AFC and NFC West, that's all we've got left. You'll be surprised with some of these predictions that I'm going to give you. Um, You're going to be surprised. And again, keep in mind, I don't know if my Niners are going to win the Super Bowl or if this shit's about to hit the fan. It's just just too much drama and too much... It's just too much question marks. Too much too much questions we have to ask. What about Purdy's UCL injury? What about Bosey's? Is he going to show up? Are we going to be able to stop the run and inside? Because it looks pretty bad. If we get injuries, the offensive line, the right side of the offensive line, we're going to find that out Sunday. Y'all know I've been talking about that for three months. Let's see how we hold up. It may be fine. We may be fine, and I hope so. But I'm just saying there's a lot of question marks. Um, that's all we've got, though, ladies and gentlemen. We have reached our time limit. It's been a good one. I know that was a jam-packed one. We had to put a lot in, and but we ran through it as quick as we could, and we hope you enjoyed the show. The Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Hit the follow button, and you'll be notified each and every time we come back with a new episode, and we will be coming right back at you here later this week. Uh, Terrence and Nick, anything else before we sign off? Hey, uh, We'll we'll finish we'll finish we'll, we'll we'll finish talking about some of these bets, parlays, whatever you want to do when we wrap up the week one predictions. We want to finish the AFC NFC West first, and then we'll wrap up the week one predictions. But as far as Thursday night, we won't be back before that game. I've got Detroit. I had Detroit winning anyway. I just there's always the Super Bowl defending champions always seem to struggle or sometimes lose on their first you know night back. The 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 Rams got spanked last year against Buffalo. And, I, you know, I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to get spanked, but without Chris Jones, without Travis Kelsey, this could get ugly. The Detroit Lions are going to – they have a chance to make a statement here. You know, forget the excuses. Just do what you need to do. And I think the Detroit Lions are coming this season. Watch out. Uh, and the New York Jets, again, like I said, rooting for Aaron Rodgers because I appreciate what he did, taking the pay cut and all that petty stuff that he could have did in Green Bay. Yeah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But, man – when has a team on Hard Knocks ever had a good season? I just don't remember. It's too much hype around the Jets, man. I, I we picked them. I picked the Miami Dolphins. I think Nick did as well. And I just don't know about the Jets, man. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. It just. Besides Garrett Wilson, how good is the wide receiver core? We're gonna come back to that too when we talk about the Week One predictions. Jets Bills on a Monday night. We'll break all of that stuff down on a weekend. 
special episode. We out. Thank you for listening. And whatever y'all do out there, please be safe. <laughs>